Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. Hello, everybody. I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists. Today, we're coming at you talking about Capitol Hill. We hadn't actually expected a literal raid of Capitol Hill, um, but I guess... Oh, yeah. We had the idea for this episode several weeks ago, actually, when I made a comment about, you know, whether you say uphill or downhill, both of those are really depressing metaphors. It's either a constant struggle or things falling apart. <laughs> so hills, hills just make for depression. Uh, nothing that I'm going to say is going to be absolutely novel compared to what has already been said on the topic of, you know, what I suppose you would call uh, fascist kind of mobbing the, the you know, Capitol Hill. Um, but, you know, it is something worth commenting on as much as I think that we all get way too hung up on, especially – uh, if you are like a mainstream news listener, which I doubt a lot of people who would find this are, but people who get hung up on norms and hung up on traditions, uh, this is kind of a break with that. You know, there wasn't a big, they got through so easily. Well, I mean, a lot of the cops were part of the rioting. Exactly. It's like that Spider-Man meme. We're the same people and we serve the same interests. And so it doesn't really matter if I let you go and like take a shit in Nancy Pelosi's office bathroom. Like, who cares? Um, yeah. I do hope, though, that somebody left a big double-decker up there. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny, but yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm still of the camp that at the end of the day, sure, we should definitely try to take this opportunity to impeach and press charges against the president who ra- the people are rallying about, around, as well as hopefully actually putting any charges on the people themselves, but that won't happen, nor will it actually make a lick of difference in the big picture because of how pointless our system makes itself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we shouldn't set a precedent that this is okay, but we sure will. I don't know. I mean, like, what I fear is that, um, like, I honestly do kind of, I take a lot of schadenfreude not in just seeing, like, you know, Proud Boys and cops, like, duking it out in D.C. It's basically like they're on the same side, so it doesn't, doesn't really make any difference and they're both against me and the people that I support and the people that I want to see succeed uh and workers in general there is something to be said about kind of I like that the people who were in the capital are scared I like the fact that you know you can be terrified by uh you know obviously forces that I don't agree with and I don't want to win but also are you know capable of just fucking like going up the steps and fucking up your day even if it is it's not a coup it's not a insurgency it's just a you know a it's mob just a bunch of pissed off it, people yeah that's a yeah. bunch of, they didn't have any Making a mess because they don't have any other plans right there there have been people who have made hay about uh well this is gonna be you know this is gonna be a uh a kind of signaling cry to maybe smarter people than the chuds that ended up getting into the the capitol building like they may see this as um i don't know something to capitalize on see the problem is i don't know the reason i i mean we've set the clear we're setting a clear precedent at this point that it's is if the right wing does this kind of shit then the punishment will be very limited i have a nasty suspicion that if this had been anything resembling a left-wing movement instead we'd have had thousands shot dead by the police oh hell yeah 
yeah, obviously, if this was Black Lives Matter, if this was even like an anti-war protest, if that sort of thing happened, there would have been blood on the steps. Nobody would have made it inside. The people involved would have died. And, you know, that's not saying like, yeah, four people did in fact die. There was something like 15, although I did hear a conflicting account that 40 people were arrested as compared to the 14,000 people arrested over the summer in uh, largely nonviolent protests against uh, police brutality. Um, oh, but you have to think about the time frame. That was like six months worth of time. Yeah. Actually, even if you do think about the time frame and do the math, that's still about 100 and some odd people a day, which is more yeah. than 14. Or yeah, even 40. So. But um, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that I am a bit worried about is that uh, you'll see with now that the Democrats have the Senate and the House and the presidency, and we know that they're Democrats, they're not like progressives. They're not, I mean, even if people still think there is any meaning to the word progressive, but they're not going to be rallying around us to protect workers, to make sure cops don't shoot anybody when they come up to the Capitol steps. It's going to be a crackdown and it's going to be more militarization and the contradictions are going to get even worse. Like this is just like stay. This is the first time, the first week in Joe Biden's new fucking America And this is what it's going to be like for the next four years. There are going to be chuds. There are going to be millions of people who are not going to believe in the legitimacy of the administration in the same way that, you know, for a long time we had Russiagate. We had people calling for the end to the Trump administration because it was uh, illegitimate. Um, I think this is kind of whereas Russiagate, I don't think, really led to a whole lot. Obviously, there wasn't a whole enough to bring up, you know, a successful impeachment trial or do a whole lot. Uh, there were a million other things they could have focused on other than Russiagate. But this, this is this is it going is a horse to be for color. Yeah, and it's also going to, I think, lead to. I think it's going to lead to a crackdown on the left. I think that this is going. To I mean, well, here's, here's inspire what's going to be a new is... era of COINTELPRO. Not that it ever ended. No, I see. I think here's what it's going to come down to. My concern, my my uh, speculation is that the we uh, the libs, the centrist type libs, will normalize this, and there will continue to be proud boys throwing a fit. Whatever Trump is the real president for a good while, and uh, the libs will be like, "Well, we have the, we know that we're right, so we don't need to worry about it." Um, however, when the le- and then when the left sees openly fascist and even Nazi people. Uh, just being able to march around cap uh, march around Washington DC and do whatever the heck they want they might try to retaliate at which point the uh blame will be shifted solely onto them ignoring the white supremacists that are actually that that started the problem yeah i heard a really good uh take that was talking about what um you know what actually antifa organizers and actual black lives matter organizers people did during this, uh, the people who were already like stationed in DC, the people who lived there, instead of like all the chuds that flew out from wherever the fuck they are living, because I'll get back to that. But like what they, what the people who organized locally did is that they decided to stay in their own neighborhoods, in their own places of organizing, in their own places of worship, and basically protect synagogues protect black churches protect homeless shelters as opposed to going 
out and trying to uh, counteract, you know, violently or otherwise, the Proud Boys and the idiots who were, you know, the Chud people out there on the hill. Um, oh, smart. I think, you know, for safety's sake, ha- is definitely preferable. And also, you know, you didn't see the kinds of violence that w- may have normally followed it, like Charlottesville, you know, where afterwards, once the nighttime came and they dispersed from their organized space, the fascists basically started attacking random people who may or may not be Antifa, may or may not be black or, you know, whatever. Um, but that is to say also, like, these people weren't local. These people flew in there. These people on a fucking, I guess it was Wednesday, had the money and the time to leave whatever job they may have and go fuck around and take selfies uh, in the Hall of Artifacts or whatever the fuck they call it. Like, this is not a... When we are talking about, you know, reaching across the aisle, This is the, these are the people that they're talking about reaching across the aisle with. These are the folks who are you know, largely petty bourgeois, you know, small business tyrants, people who are pretty wealthy as compared to the average American. And so when they talk about like populism being dead, you know, this is like a death to populism. Um, I don't know how much that can be true because the populism, obviously there's a significant class of petty bourgeois in America, but like, Populism for the worker never comes, I mean, it doesn't come from the right. This is their the closest thing they're going to get. And this is going to be turned, I think, a lot on people who may, like Bernie, want to organize a populist movement for workers. Well, that crackdown on uh, the left is very feasible. But um, we, we, as I said, when we planned this episode, it was before all of this even happened. And I still think a lot of our points about uh, Capitol Hill's failings stood uh, even before they were laid bare by the recent events. Um, like Kyle was saying, you know, Biden, Biden's whole platform has been about compromise with the right. He wants, he, he wants to say to these people, I hear you. I, I get you. You're, 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 uh, you're important too. And uh, that's not the message we should be spreading to this kind of hate, but it is the message that our government tends to go with because heaven forbid we actually try to work with uh, leftist ideals that meet people's needs outside of anger and uh, violence. Yeah, it's a capitalist government. It's government organized for capitalists, and uh, you're never going to change that from within. I mean, and we can start by talking about just how undemocratic our democratic system is. I mean, every even even your most basic news obsessed lib is going to know the term gerrymandering and realize how messed up that is. That's been part of our country's electoral process since the beginning, and it hasn't. Re- and despite the fact that we've made small adjustments here and there, it hasn't disappeared. Right. I mean, even back in uh, back in Missouri. Uh, I think it was in 2018 when the referendum came through that not only, um, if I recall, legalized medical marijuana, but also uh, a, a plebiscite was passed to reduce gerrymandering and essentially give it to a nonpartisan uh, judicial board, which I'm sure isn't great, like, because it's a judicial board. What's, are we really going to have good people and to, you know, 
pro worker people who are going to be cool about it. At best, you're probably going to get a lib who's like, yeah, we're just trying to make squares on a board and not pay attention to communities, which is like, sure, whatever. I mean, I mean yeah, it's better, better than this. <laughs> I, again, I, why we can't just institute a system of voting that doesn't involve all these messed up blocks that were intentionally designed in the 1700s before, or the 1800s before people actually could like, before your average voter knew anything about the issue. So they had to divide based on education levels and whatnot. That, that, those practices were still fucked up then, but they're even more fucked up now in an era where information is available. And it's back then, as is now, it was about dividing these areas into little fiefdoms that they can control without any kind of outside threat to their power. Um, and that's what they do with gerrymandering is they in, in Missouri, even though that plebiscite was passed, um, the Republican legislator was just like, no, nah, we're not going to enact that. No, we're mm-hmm. going to still be able to do. Uh, gerrymandering and we're still going to make sure that the that st louis is cut off from the rest of their area that the county is cut off from the rest of their area that they get to draw where the first through tenth districts are even though like you know they're they don't represent the people in kansas city but a lot of assholes from like fucking franklin county or wherever are gonna decide well, and it comes down to they uh, they play on the ignorance of some people, and then the people who they don't like, they make sure that they block them all together in one little district. It's like, oh well, you uh, you leftist, you really voted hard over here, so this block is going to vote go leftist, and now all the other blocks are on the right wing because we divided them just so so that the leftists uh, didn't have any actual real power in those areas. And that's how gerrymandering's always been used since its start is to block the left. I've, you know, obviously there there are class dynamics in it. But there's also just I, – I, I tend to try and not give that much of a shit about people's character, people being like good or bad or whatever when it comes to politics because that's not really what politics is about. Like politics is about collecting and maintaining power and exerting it for your own ends. And some folks, I would say, who are shitty and not of good character uh, – collect, maintain, and exert power for their own personal ends. And that's why they do things like gerrymandering. That's why they've allowed things like this to continue, because you may be a Democrat in Austin, Texas, and just absolutely perfectly safe, because that's where you are, and you're never going to have to... uh, You're never going to feel threatened by, be it Republican or leftist voters coming into your perfectly carved out fiefdom you know your district is safe and it's the same thing for republicans obviously who you know they're like all right so we know the black people live here so we're going to make sure they can't vote in our district Mm -hmm. make sure that they uh that that their votes count for less just based on how we drew some lines on a map it's i mean it's a very smart way to conduct evil for masses who are too afraid to actually stand up against it because if they do if the masses who stand up against Let's be fair. The people riding Capitol Hill right now could not give two shits about gerrymandering. The masses who would stand up against gerrymandering would have jackboots on their throat within a heartbeat. Yeah, and think also, like, think about the people who are going up there. Like, they're rioting so that they don't get $600. Like, fuck off. Yeah, it's... I mean, they're rioting because their big wet boy didn't get to be the president. So, but, you know, it's also like... uh... I mean, so they I also mean, don't get 600 bucks. To, to Trump's credit, he created a very strong cult of personality. Unfortunately, that cult of personality is being accepted and embraced by the uh, supposed leftist party, the Democrats, as, well, they're bad, but we need to 
try to compromise with them. Yeah. Because you know we only have the majority in House, Senate, and the, the executive branch. We need to make sure that we uh, bring these people along naturally. Yeah, and you know it, it's a part of like because they are maybe in these safe districts or wherever. Those folks in power have absolutely no understanding what it's like to talk to normal fucking people. Like, it, I don't think it's possible for an institution as stratified as, you know, the legislative bodies of America to really be democratic because there is no going to the people. There is no understanding of what is happening. They can read polls and they can read, like, reports on fucking focus groups but there, there is no going to the people. There is no knowing what the needs are. And even when they do know what the needs are, it doesn't really fucking matter to them. The go-tos are – the classic go-tos are, of course, the fact that more than 70 percent of the country supports the legalization of marijuana nationwide, and that hasn't happened yet. And over 60 percent of the country supports me- the idea of Medicare for all. But those issues are attached to candidates who the, the they claim are The guy they just elected is like, no, I'm not even decriminalizing weed. It just drives it's, me fucking insane. And I, I don't know. It's it's just a clear it's a clear show that uh, that even if they know what the people want, if it's not what they want, then it's not going to happen. Because if they if they actually wanted to listen to the people, they institute ranked choice voting or some, even a better system that based on policy voting. But they're not going to do any of that. Yeah, there's. I mean, I again, like, I don't care too much to go into like whether or not character actually fucking matters, but like. These people are much more interested in their personal careers. The people that you put up, that we put up on pedestals, even people like AOC or Ilhan Omar, they're more interested after four years of being or two years of being in office. They're much more interested in their brand and their career than they are of dismantling. I don't, this. I don't even know if that's the case. I think that they, I think that they, they got to a point where. If you hit a certain point in the government, then you have then you have to recognize. Well, the only way that I can continue to be in this place is to abandon the ideals that I actually that I stood for that got me here in the first place. There is a, there's a certain there's a certain truth to the reality that if you wanted to be a true radical leftist, they would make sure you didn't stay in any position of power to begin with. Yeah, they it's wouldn't the same let reason you that get there. Had, Like, would people give Bernie crap for oh he compromised or whatever? He he knew what he had to do to not be literally suddenly heart attacked a second time well, well yeah a heart attack gun hit me i don't know i, I mean the cancer I'm, gun now I'm just being a little conspiratorial I, I think the first heart attack was legit he's an old man but he is an know. old man but like it's not as though they <laughs> they would that, I'm, i wouldn't whatever. put it past them they to heart do. attack him. i would never put it past them because they've done it to other world leaders they've done it to how many times did they try to poison castro so many times, like hundreds of times. Yeah, in like a goddamn like Looney Tunes ass way, they try to kill Castro. There's no way of getting real democratic representation, and I wouldn't. I would hesitate even to say representation is the goal, because what we'd want is in a true democracy, there would be a going to the people. There would be a more uh, active role that you could take in actually deciding policy. You know, you don't need to rely on some asshole bringing a piece of paper to a board of 400 people to talk over whether or not poor people deserve anything, right? You would be a poor person and say, yeah, I fucking need this. And because you are a part of a direct democracy, then, you know, maybe you tell your friend that you can't go in because you're busy that day and they tell them that you and they both need this fucking thing. You know, maybe there is a... I know wrong boys have talked about kind of like a 
a system of dem- direct democracy that uh, you can delegate your vote to somebody and do an automatic recall at any moment of that. You know, it's not as though these ideas don't exist and it's not as if the system that we live in isn't already so fucking archaic and non-useful that we could just write it off and say, no, that can't work because direct democracy doesn't work. Well, I mean, and that's what our three branch of government system has become. It is, it was, to, despite any noble intentions it might have been designed with, it is now just a twisted format for the three branches to prevent any of the other branches from actually making change for the people. <laughs> it sure is one heck of an uphill climb to get to the front door of the Capitol building. Hey, I wonder who that small scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill, yes I'm only a bill And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill Well it's a mess just getting to the capital city Who knows how much I'll change while I'm sitting in committee If I'm gonna be a law someday some folks will have to pay But I'll kill houseless folks not to still be a bill You really won't stand for anything by the time we pass you, huh? Well, you have to play ball to make it this far. When the folks back home called their local congressman, they wanted a law passed to make sure they weren't being overcharged for insulin. He introduced me to Congress. Once he added the caveat the cops could get more money, they let me become a bill. Who knows what else will get added before I become a law? I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, I'll sit in committee while my terms are discussed. The folks back home who proposed me would be filled with disgust. Because by the time that I'm a law, some rich folks will get their pockets filled if I want to not still be a bill. Listen to those congressmen laughing. Are they that jolly because of you? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. Most bills are proposed solely to help local citizens, and they die at the first desk they see. I hope I help enough elites, or I might kick it too. That's fucking dumb. Oh, I just got tapped to go to the House of Representatives. Suck it, kid! Will they really vote yes on something so evil? Of course they will. And now I'm off to Senate to do the whole thing again. Fucking Christ. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill Until this vote is passed in Capitol Hill Then I'll get signed by the president If he likes my claims Assuming old Joe Biden can remember his name The next thing you know I'll be a law So I pray that he took his pills Cause today I am still just a bill Okay, so say Congress wanted to pass something sensible Like Medicare for all the president would surely veto. At that point, Congress would have to vote on me all over again, and they'd need even more votes. So the only way to become a law is to please the people in power? Yep, that's the case. So I hope and pray that I will, cause I'd love to not still be a bill. He got his signature right, now we all law. Oh yeah! 
I mean, of course, let, let's go to uh, – we may as well start with one of them. Let's go to the legislative branch and look at a fun recent example of these $600 checks. They took them months right. to negotiate a whole $600 for the people. Yep. And of course, I'm sure that it was just the, the whole bill was just 600 bucks for everyone, right? There was nothing else on that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't hear everybody else clamoring about maybe giving another half a billion dollars to the Israeli Iron Dome missile program so that they can blow up more Palestinians and Syrians. Hey, that's anti-Semitic of you, buddy. Watch I'm sorry, your tongue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my name is my name vaguely sounds Jewish, so people automatically <laughs> assume that I can get away with that sort of t- talk, and I'm sorry. You've caught no, me. No, I, mean, uh, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, uh, I, I mean, of course, this isn't really that big of a deal. It's it's definitely – in fact, if anything, it's pri- just trying to protect private interests. But, you know, the whole felony charges for streaming any copyrighted material, that's that's just in the interest of making sure capitalism keeps working as intended. We wouldn't want to – we wouldn't want to put anyone in a hard position of having to actually have their stuff be – free to the public information is information is dangerous you don't want the wrong people getting their hands on it information is dangerous and also you shouldn't be allowed to vote if you use it wrong oh, yeah naturally duh gotta right. keep gotta keep those uh gotta keep those free thinkers from having access to the ballots otherwise you never know what'll happen so many people in america are clamoring for more help they're clamoring for better unemployment benefits for rent to be if not canceled, at least postponed, you know, a moratorium on evictions to be extended, maybe even help the fucking, I hate landlords, fucking hate landlords, but like maybe postpone mortgage payments, maybe give them an interest break. I don't know, do something. But no, instead we give $16 billion out of, on top of the already $50 billion from the CARES Act to fucking airlines after they had already laid off thousands of people after the last moratorium on layoffs ended i mean airlines just like banks you got to make sure those businesses stay alive because they if if they fail then that's uh that's capitalism not uh working as intended so obviously because the point of capitalism is the best businesses succeed unless the government thinks that that business is important and then they can fail miserably and still succeed failing upwards is only allowed if you're one of the special ones you know, true capitalism exists only when there's good competition or this. But really what capitalism is ultimately aimed at, it's the ruthless accumulation of capital. And ultimately, it wants to be a monopoly. So when we have a capitalist system of government, you'd expect that they would automatically be like, yeah, of course, we're going to support the monopoly. And that's what they're doing. And instead of taking you know, 66 billion fucking dollars that we've bailed out airlines with, or more. I think that first 50 might have just been to American Airlines. In any case, we have bought out, essentially, these companies. And instead of taking ownership of them, we're just going to allow them to cut more jobs. We're going to allow them to leave more people homeless without those jobs. And we're going to just let them jack up fucking prices because... But the industry will survive, and isn't that what really counts? But, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, the government is looking out for the people who really matter. After all, I mean, we want to make sure that uh, we take care of uh, people who run these businesses so that they can keep uh, keep off the streets themselves. Otherwise, who would run the businesses? So it's good that they made the uh, corporate lunches tax-deductible. Completely tax-deductible, which is <sighs> fucking great. Yeah, as long as as long as the corporation is, uh, I mean, you got to feed these people. How else would the CEOs eat? They don't have so they hardly have any money, Kyle. They only have <laughs> literally millions of dollars, literally millions of times of dollars of their employees. It fucking drives me wild that it's like 
that that snuck into a fucking bill that's supposed to keep people from dying like on the street and they're like yeah no i'm gonna write this martini off that that's how uh the legislative branch has always been it's about making a big ticket issue the, the thing that the news talks about nonstop, and then having tons of little minute bullshit that it inherently hurts the average working man but uh, isn't talked about at all, left over, scattered throughout this given bill. And of course, the best thing you brought up the CARES Act earlier about uh, them bailing out airlines, The uh, one of the original intents that uh, good old Bernie Sanders had about the CARES Act was um, getting that getting that uh, unemployment insurance paid out for the time that we uh, didn't have it going. And I'm sure that, that, that was part, uh, instituted into this bill for sure, right? We have great unemployment again. Oh yeah, we have fantastic unemployment. It's a whole half as much money, $300 extras a week for uh, people who are unemployed. And if you're like me and your unemployment benefits ran out after the $200 or after the $600 ran out. Oh, God, of course not. (laughs) You don't get renewed. And you also don't get retroactive payments like the first bill did. So So all these things happened that destroyed the average American person. But we all got 600 bucks, right? Yeah, we all got 600 bucks. And Nancy Pelosi can say that. Trump lost. Oh yeah, we we did it. That's the Democrats at work. We're uh, we're really changing the world now. I mean, it's obscene to me that like they even came out and said like, yeah, that was part of the 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 plan is to make sure nobody got this, so that nobody thought that Trump got them. Yeah, no, people like Bernie Sanders and AOC are a great example though. Like even if even if your leftist guy wins, even if someone who's whose intent is actually to change things wins, things wins, the system, the legislative branch as it stands, is designed in, with in such a way that no one person or even one block of people can actually change the will of the government that that is in power. Yeah, this the the, the I won't say it's a monolith because capitalism as many monopolies as it makes, it's like there will always be factions of capital eating each other because that's what it does. But like this, this system is built to adapt and absorb the kinds of attacks that anybody from within or without are going to make on it, especially the ones within. Like if you conform to the system of uh, democratic legislation, if you, and by democratic, I mean, Big D. If you you know conform to the two-party American system of government, it's going to defang you. Nothing you do is going to make any lasting, real change. Like we we got, let's say you know, as much as there's never been any good president, FDR like actually did make some changes. In the first three days, he fucking basically shut down all the banks. He did all of the big things that saved people from dying in the streets he made a workers program and what you know 70 years later what what did it give us fuck all that's just it if we actually if uh, it absorbed it all the the closest thing we've ever had to a leftist president this is a good jumping off point to the executive branch which are is our uh which is our next uh branch that we'll look at uh that's just that's just it with uh fdr being the closest example we have of a leftist president in living memory or even in any kind of recent memory, probably in American memory, maybe with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, even though he was actually pretty right-wing on a lot of stuff. He at least had more human rights activism than some. But that's that's neither here nor there. Point being, um, the one leftist president we had who actually tried to make changes, his stuff was all written off and, uh, and uh, canceled out, basically, within uh, a fraction of the time that he did it. 
because as heaven forbid, heaven forbid things leave the status quo for too long. We need to actually have leftists stay in power for an extended period, and the system will never let that happen, i.e. this recent primary with Bernie. Right. There's a, you know, no, there's really not any kind of uh, point, at least to me, in in engaging in electoral politics at this point, except for uh, I guess Lenin Lenin had said that he at a very very minimal level supported getting involved in electoral politics, but only to the extent of agitating for people to get out of electoral politics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's like doing that just, to get, the more you participate, the more you can show how useless it is. Right, this shit's worthless and you should go join my actually the Bolshevik movement and you should join a worker Soviet or, you know, this is all bullshit and you should go get into a union and you should build uh, dual power, uh, places for mutual aid to show out and instead of trying to put all your eggs in the eventually we'll flip Congress basket. Have some laughs and get along and always worship Jeff. We'll all pretend America is really moving left. We'll all be happy, trapped in hell, the family bereft. Because when we spell family, we spell it with a capital F. Capital F is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Good news, everyone. The Senate just approved another $600 COVID relief package. Oh, that's wonderful. They really are looking out for the American people. It's only been a few years since the last one. Hey, if we're going to have extra money, can I get a new bubble helmet? Mine is so last season. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe I could see a therapist? I've been feeling really stressed ever since starting high school. Oh, sorry, kids. No money for the dependents this time. Just a little extra for your mother and I to set aside. Actually, I was thinking, with a windfall like this, we could finally afford to, you know, make that new baby we talked about. Mom, gross city. <laughs> well, that sounds like a plan to me. I'm so glad to have a wife like you. You're so smart, and you're not at all short-sighted about our long-term income. Hey, if you're going to have another kid, does that mean you're not going to love us as much? Oh, don't be silly, sweetie. While our material lives may be governed by a doctrine of scarcity, love and good feelings are an infinite balm of our existence. If anything, we'll be even more proud of you once you're defending our country anyway. One of the terms of the stimulus bill was allowing 12-year-olds to be enlisted in the military by their parents. Well, I sure hope the uniforms are fashionable. Doesn't that seem dangerous? I mean, even adults make mistakes with guns. Should we really be giving them to children? Oh, Robbie, it's exactly comments like that that make it clear to me that you aren't cut out for service. You'd better keep those grades up or we'll have to sell you to China. Now, Steve, don't tease Robbie like that. We love you even with all your crazy ideas. It's not crazy to not want people to live on the street. And who's going to give them houses, you dumb boogerhead? You? (laughs) Now, play nice, kids. Anna's right, though, Robbie. Congress would never pass something as frivolous and ridiculous as that, especially not if that old coot Bernie is finally dead. 
had good riddance to him. That man was a real maniac, and he gummed up the works every time he was on the floor. Thank goodness old Pelosi outlived him. Now we're getting some practical things done. Yeah, Pelosi is my hero. That's my girl. All right, your father and I are going to head to Walmart to get that pill that'll allow me to ovulate. Gross city. (laughs) (laughs) Little scamp. Let's get going, Marie. Anna, you're in charge. What? But I'm older. Well, maybe, but Anna's going to be allowed to carry a gun soon, and she'll be bringing in 60 whole dollars a day. Maybe you can be responsible once you're earning a paycheck. Speaking of which, we'll sign you up for active duty while we're out. Come on, Steve. If we don't get going soon, Warren might go on one of her leftist rampages and get the legal service age pushed all the way back to 15. You know how fast things move in Congress. <laughs> it comes down to this. The, uh, the executive branch has a very clear uh, system of maintaining power backed by the DNC on the Democratic side and the RNC on the Republican side. Now, the funny thing about the RNC is they don't care. If, if, it, if they're Republican, they know you stand for the things that will keep this country the way they want it, more or less. So they, could, they, they, they don't tend to uh, fucks with their, fuck with their primaries nearly as much as a, a, an outsider like Trump could win over there. But that's not possible on the Democrat side. They have a very specific agenda, and they made that clear by having everyone who, every candidate, so Every candidate except Joe Biden at some point said they supported the idea of Medicare for all, in one, some words or another. Joe Biden right. was the only one who flat out said no, and Whether lo and behold, who won that primary? Yeah, the guy who supported uh, – who didn't support the most popular piece of legislation on the Democratic side, yeah, he wins because it's not about what you poll people for. It's not about – this is a government built for not even 1%. This is less than 1% of people. There are 500 fucking 30 people on in Capitol Hill and then another maybe couple thousand who work for the president. This this system, they're never going to allow an executive to rise to power that would that would threaten the very top of the capitalist system because that's what they've built for 250 fucking years this whole country around why would they fucking do that and of course one of america's top exports as a capitalist country is war so before we jump into biden specifically let's play, before we jump into biden specifically let's play a quick little game kyle name one president from the last 60 years who hasn't committed war crimes i'll wait 60 years uh so we're looking at it's 2021 yeah so 61 or later any one um, who didn't commit war crimes so Bay of Pigs, nope. Um, Vietnam, nope. Let's see. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think we've had like ten presidents in that time, and yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them have committed war crimes. Yeah. So uh, that just shows you what the agenda of uh, our uh, uh, um, executive branch really is, and what kind of people we want to make sure we have in there. But I'm, I'm sure it's the will of the people, right? Because obviously that's how voting works. These Our citizens just like war crimes, surely. I mean, if you've ever talked to just any random fucking barista or, you know, a person who's working the ticket counter 
or maybe talk to your guy on the bus who's driving the bus. Yeah, the first thing that they tell me when they're when I ask them about their politics is that they really want more war crimes. Absolutely, we, we need more Fallujahs. So let's. Uh, but let's, let's, that's the past. Let's jump into the future. We have Joe Biden on the horizon, and surely Joe Biden is all about change, right? He's never said anything to the contrary of that. Nothing. He would never say something like "nothing will fundamentally change." Biden spoke at a private fundraiser earlier this week and told the big donors that he didn't want to demonize the wealthy and added that under his presidency, no one's standard of living will change. Nothing will fundamentally change. Oh, there was that quote. Ah, but I'm sure he has, I mean, I'm sure he has a history of glowing leftist politics just like he's been espousing uh, during his candidate, during his run-up to the candidacy. What's, what, what, what kind of past votes has he been involved in? If you think that leftism is simply about compromise and about reaching across the aisle and good feelings, then yes, he's definitely done that because he's worked with everybody, including segregationists such as James O. Eastland and Hermit Talmadge, as well as, if we all remember, the man he eulogized, Strom Thurmond. Oh, well, that's... Uh... When it comes to working across the aisles with even the most despicable people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in that same vein, he had a running friendship with Mike Pence right up until about four and a half years ago when suddenly he was like, oh, no, I don't talk to that guy. What are you talking about? Like, it, it's, it's it's about image at that point. It has nothing to do with actual belief. Yeah, stepping away from sarcasm for a minute, obviously Biden only works across the aisle when it's in the favor of massive corporate profits or right-wing reaction. And in one point when he was being uh, criticized for working with James O. Eastland, he had said, and this is according to a Salon article back from during the primary. He never called me boy. He always called me son. And that was a reference to, of course, how segregationist James O. Eastland, Dixiecrat, uh, didn't seem racist to Joe Biden. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how weird that a segregationist who uh, is very against black people wouldn't seem racist to a white guy. Yeah. That's not I mean, at all a closed-minded perspective that completely ignores the details going into the conversation. Like, it's been done to death to talk about how fucking ridiculous it is that, you know, after winning in South Carolina, getting uh, the endorsement of James Clyburn, who is the number one recipient of uh, pharmaceutical company money in the uh, Democratic caucus, he was championed as the black vote is asking for Joe Biden. A man who his greatest achievement for black people is to be the vice president of the first black man who oversaw the complete eradication of the black middle class. Like, that's the closest thing he got to being good to black people. Even after winning the nomination, he wouldn't give any balm, any salve to the Black Lives Matter pro, uh, movement. He said, no, we need to give more money to police because that's going to be real helpful even though that his original bill also gave more money to police back in the 90s. And what's happened? It's not as though we've demilitarized the police. American memory bothers me so fucking much. Is nobody has any memory. Oh, well, I mean, of course, you don't need to have memory. We have to look, at the, we have to look forward into the future. And surely now that Biden's uh, vice president is a black woman, the, all that uh, pro-police pro, pro stuff, that'll go right out the window. She wouldn't stand for any of that. I mean – what did, she, what did she do when she was DA in California again? She uh, pretty much made marijuana illegal for everyone and never arrested a single person over it. 
yeah, basically she just allowed everybody to go off and be totally fine. And whoops, I mean, actually put a lot more people in jail so that they could fight fucking forest fires. Oof. Well, I was, but I was told Kamala Harris is the most progressive VP ever. So what I love about that is like, however many people who don't live in California, I hear from people who live in California and they don't like Kamala Harris. It's not about fixing the, the, the systems of oppression. It's about co-opting like they co-opt most cultural things in capitalism and then absorbing it to be in service to capital. Well, before we move on from the executive branch, I think you had one more uh, Biden quote about the kind of reaching across the aisle he's going to do. Well, guess what Biden said? At least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything. We got things done. We got it finished. But today you look at the other side and you're the enemy. Not the opposition, the enemy. We don't talk to each other anymore. If you didn't agree on a whole much of anything, what did you get done, Joe? We agreed on wars. War, war, more war crimes. That's always something we've agreed on. In the last 60 years have proven that based on that little game we played. Yeah, more wars, more austerity, more cops. Yeah. Bigger tax cuts, fewer regulations on banks and credit cards. These are the things we got done. And there was civility. Sensible Secret Service Agent. President Biden, welcome to the Oval Office. Hey, where's Barack? Is he running late? No, sir, you're the actual president now. Don't you remember winning the election? Last thing I remember, I was getting the phosphate down at the soda fountain with corn pop. I won't pretend to know what that means. But that's all right, sir. Thankfully, all that's expected of you is to lay low and not cause drama. I never liked drama. I was always more of a comedy guy. Hey, where's Barack? Well, this is insufferable. I guess it's technically better than the last guy I worked for. At least I can criticize you freely. Hey, listen here, Jack. I don't like your tone. You and me, push-ups right now. Sir, I... Don't think that would be good for... Oh, so, sorry to interrupt. Hey, hey, where's Barack? <sighs> anyway, sir, now that you're in the seat of power, what policies do you want to start advocating for? Maybe the $15 an hour minimum wage or mass distribution of COVID vaccines? I'm not doing any of that. Do I look like some kind of communist? <sighs> God, I wish. No, no, I think we need to give the American people hope making it safe to be a good, upstanding, straight Christian white man again. Trump made everyone hate us, so there's a lot of damage to undo. Sir, with all due respect, that group is the opposite of marginalized. Shouldn't you focus on support for Black Lives Matter or equal protections for people of Islamic faith? No, I think I'll let Barack handle all of that. Hey, can we get another war going? Look, sir, I know you don't have all your marbles anymore, but you have to focus. Nobody is expecting much from you. We all know you're not going to make any big changes like Medicare for All. No! No, none of that Medicare for All! Get that socialist talk out of here! Of course, sir. Still, you made some promises to the American people about ways you wanted to improve their condition. Aren't you planning on following through on any of that? Mm, no, I don't think I will. I can't say I'm surprised. Well, sir, I guess... Sorry uh, to barge in, but he snuck in again. God damn it. 
Is he running around naked? Afraid so. All right, well, this is about as important as my job is going to be for a while anyway. You can't make me leave. I'm never leaving. This is my house now. And no matter how many times you carry me out, you can't stop me from being the fanciest forever president who ever presidented. I drained the swamp all over the cabinet room. God bless America. Hey, where's Barack? Sensible Secret Service Agent. We've covered uh, two-thirds of Capitol Hill, but there is one other branch, and uh, we won't have as much to say about this because uh, we'll have our fine alien friends Zorzon and Hoglob do a lot of the history lesson, but um, the judicial branch. uh, So, Kyle, let's uh, let's talk about uh, how ethically judges are chosen for the judicial branch. I'm sure it's a system specifically designed to make sure that the people have a real say. Everybody gets a real say in picking their judges, and by that I mean that other people will pick their judges for them. And they will be appointed from anywhere from, you know, maybe five years to life, with no recourse to recall. That seems slightly unreasonable. Um, Surely these judges are upstanding people who would have a history of ethics, though, right? Like, look at our Supreme Court, ethical through and through. You may think that uh, the people who rise to the very top of the pyramid when it comes to uh, judicial power are the absolute best and brightest, and you would be right. If your metrics of being the best and the brightest include going to Yale and uh, you know maybe getting away with a little bit of sex crimes and maybe getting away with uh, putting workers in jail for you know tattling on their managers for giving them shitty working conditions, then yes, you'd be correct. These are the best and brightest. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, these Ivy League schools are always just full of uh, the most noble-hearted people. We've never had a history of uh, people coming through Ivy League schools who were put there by uh, a family name and were actually horrible, evil men. Yeah, great people like George Bush, George H.W. Bush. Yeah, they're never picked... They're never picked because of, you know, you can talk about merits or merit, meritocracy. You can talk about whether or not any of it actually exists in America, whether or not people are given their positions because they are the best at their job or they have the right credentials or whatever. And who really gives a fuck? Because I hate hate Republicans, but at least they respect how to use power correctly. They're going to use judicial nominees politically. And they're putting them up there not because they're the most, uh, you know, not because they're the most qualified by liberal standards, but because they're going to serve a purpose for exerting power. And, you know, I got to give some respect at least to that because that's an honest assessment and much more honest than most most liberals are going to be. Oh, I mean, the Republican Party has always been better at being exactly exactly what it wants to be exactly what it claims to be the democratic party sta- the republican party stands for evil the democratic party stands for nothing but that's why evil will continue to win under their agenda right it's a contradiction the the contradictions are much more heightened in in democratic in the democratic party because they're serving ultimately the same interests but they're not open about it well uh but yeah, that's, anyway, uh, that's basically there. a summary of Capitol Hill. That's the three main branches, and that's this wonderful system we're working with that makes America so great. The Adventures of Zorzan and Oglob. 
Episode 14, Liberty, Just Us. Friend Zorzan, I have been analyzing the society of America and discovered a governmental institution in place to provide legal rulings for the most sensitive issues facing their people. It is called the Judicial Branch. That sounds like it could be a really helpful system. I know I've been skeptical of America before, but maybe they've got sane people in charge of making laws. How are these people chosen? Is it a separate vote, with the citizens thoroughly informed on the issues they stand for? Actually, you could not be more drastically far off. Sadly, the citizens of America have no control over who these justices are. Rather, they are selected by elected officials in other branches of government. Well, at least the people chose the people choosing the judges. It could be worse, I suppose. Right? Perhaps, though America does not seem to have a history of ethical practices in those elections. Perhaps I'm being too harsh, though. Let us examine what great laws have been instituted by these honorable appointees. So, there are smaller courts in place, but it looks like the most significant lawmaking is done by a Supreme Court. And looking here, it seems like it took them a couple decades from when the country started to make a law declaring that they make the laws. Oh dear, that doesn't seem entirely efficient. Didn't they have a constitution in place from the founding of the country? Yeah, but apparently for a bit, whoever was in power in a state or city could just make any law they wanted, and nobody could stop them. Still, I'm sure once they got that bit of legislation out of the way, things went a lot more smoothly. Well, not entirely. According to my research, over the next 50 years, the only major legal documentation they were able to institute involved stating that the nation had more control over its money than the individual states, and a rather mortifying law that made it expressly illegal for any state's government to revoke a slaver's ownership of darker-skinned human beings. Well, that is... archaic. At least a war was fought to get them rights a few years later, Oh, no, really. They still didn't even get legal equality for nearly a century. Well, perhaps this High Court has made strides to better the people in other ways. It doesn't look like it. The next major legislation that passed made it illegal for citizens to have free anti-war speech while the country is at war. And it looks like the country has constantly been at war basically the whole time it's existed. Oh my, that is... Truly depressing. Oh, I have located some positivity. Less than 60 of their years ago, they finally guaranteed legal representation for any citizen facing criminal charges and drafted another law that assured their police force must inform a citizen of their rights during an arrest. Bad news, Aglob. Just looking at recent events, it doesn't seem like they've streamlined the responsibility of their police. In fact, they've been pretty ineffective all around. It seems the only major laws they passed recently make it slightly harder for businesses to be racist and allow their females to terminate an unwanted pregnancy, though even that is being contested. Well, I was truly optimistic when I first heard about this judicial branch, but now I am filled with even more remorse than ever for the Americans. I do hope they will be aided more fully by their laws before too much longer. We'll see, Aglob. Every time we come back down here, I'm a little more hopeless. But hey, chin up. 
According to their social media, things will surely get better now that the Cheeto is gone. Tune in next time for more Adventures of Sorzan and Aglab! Well, that's the, that's the nightmare escape uh, possibility, is that Biden, uh, Biden and co, once they take office, take this as an opportunity to say, well, clearly uh, clearly there's a lot of civil unrest, so we need to make sure that we're well protected. we got to keep the people safe, so we're going to double down on cop funding and give them more liberties in terms of what they can do. I would set my watch to Joe Biden giving more money to cops in his first 100 y- days. Oh yeah, but that fifteen dollar an hour. I have my my news loving lib centrist father is a hundred percent sure that Biden's going to get us that fifteen dollars an hour right away in his presidency. He's talking yeah, about sure it so much. After also all, going to be, <laughs> I, I'm sure your dad's also going to be very uh, very supportive when he does not. He, he'll say it's better. He, I mean, he he won't like it. It's he'll better be like, oh, I better write some letters to Biden. He's not doing everything he promised, but at least he's not Trump. He'll actually listen to the letter. He's my father's one of those people who's a hundred percent convinced that when Barack Obama responded to one of the letters he wrote him, it was Barack personally reading it and saying, "Oh, I'll take this under consideration." Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, well, that's that's your uh, well-educated news lib media guy for you. That's that's about what you can expect from the average, quote unquote, left boomer. <laughs> yeah, don't rely on the libs. But yeah, um, hopefully, capital. I mean, ideally, Capitol Hill, as it stands, will be dismantled within our lifetimes. But because because we need a new system that actually is is intended to serve the people. But as it stands, it's a three branch uh, structure where all three branches prop up the elites and the and the powerful at the expense of those below. Really, the best thing that we can do is try to look at other places to build our power. Yeah, because electoralism clearly, uh, in its current state, has no interest in favoring the people. But yeah, um, I think that's just about everything for this. Uh, anything else? Anything else you wanted to cover, Kyle? No, I think we've. You know, we went on a few tangents. I think everything's covered. Yeah, I mean, we got the three branches. We got to talk about the current events and. Uh, I get to vent about how upset I still am about Biden because I really hate when people who promise things and lie. Are, uh, I I, uh, I assure whatever. you, we'll have uh, plenty of time to vent about Biden in the next four years. I got four years of it. I, sh- I should hold it in. And uh, but yeah, uh, just so you all know, this is this episode should be coming out Sunday the seventeenth. We will be having uh, watch-alongs coming out every alternating Sunday, alternating. Alternating, alternating Sundays. So basically, two episodes a month: one watch along and one regular episode. But we're hoping to go to a uh, bi-weekly schedule. So Sunday, uh, every other Sunday, look to see something from this channel because we hopefully we don't want to do what we did last year and have six episodes over the course of the whole year. Yeah, we. But our lives are a bit more stable now, so that should be doable. Yeah, I'm not living in a crazy house anymore. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah. Hopefully, this episode. uh, gives you some insight into just how well-designed our electoral system is built. And uh, we all hope you have a great day. Uh, Love and solidarity, folks. Love and solidarity, y'all. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. 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 Chaos.
I call on this mob. Storm the Capitol. To smash windows. Occupy offices. Decency. To strengthen the safety of duly elected officials. Chaos. Decency. Chaos. Chaos.